The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the clinic with Marie McFarland and Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. I'm Paul Kronforst. We say good morning, Jeff, first off, who's joining us via phone today. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? Good. And Marie McFarland, who's in studio right next to me. Marie, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Welcome back. In fact, Jeff, Marie is one of the many voices we hear from the Coal Investment Group with the market updates that you guys do, Jeff, on WIBA Madison and WISN Milwaukee. That's right. The 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks in Milwaukee on WISN, the Mark Belling Show. And the 4.55 on WIBA with Vicki McKenna in Madison. We try to give you one minute on what's going on in the market that day. What's driving the market up or down? Is it government report? Is it corporate earnings? Is it Bitcoin? And whatever it happens to be. Then we wrap it up with the, uh, with the Dow, the S&P 500, and NASDAQ. We also try to give you a so what. What does this mean for you, for your investment, and your retirement portfolios? That's Monday through Friday, 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks. On WISN in Milwaukee and 5 o'clock news or 4.55 on WIBA in Madison. You mentioned Bitcoin or, or all cryptocurrency. <laughs> you weren't in studio, but Marie can attest as the guys from the previous show, Bob and Craig, left. <laughs> we we got a little lesson on on the uh, the guys are into the doge. The doge. <laughs> Trading on, on the phone. <laughs> Jeff, I'm not doing that, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we're, and we're not going to really talk about that today, yeah. but... Y- that's all you hear about lately, Jeff. And cryptocurrency, just, I mean, let's just get it out of the way here. It's not going away, but it's so new to people, it's it's hard to understand. Yeah, and a lot of times, well, the SEC still has not approved it for for a lot of us to be selling it. Uh, it for retirees, it can be very uh, risky. It looks great when it's going up. It look really smart. But over the last couple of weeks, maybe not so much. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of the cryptocurrency discussion. <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. It was just funny how they were coming in and show, showing Marie the phones and what they were up to. Um, that's what you get a behind-the-scenes glimpse here at the Retirement Clinic. You've got locations, Jeff, for the Kowal Investment Group in Waukesha, up in Ozaukee County, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and, of course, in Racine as well. The website is thekowalway.com. Today we've got the sexy segment, the Boss Minute, all of the regular features. In addition, I will open up phone lines for retirement-related questions. If you have a question, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is now open here at WISN and WIBA. Listeners can call 799-1130, 414-799-1130. Jeff and Marie, I will let you guys take it from here because you have some topics that you want to talk about. Sure, we're going to start the show with a, a Barron's article on rethinking aging and retirement. Uh, after the first break, we're going to go with uh, Marie with Social Security. She's done some great research on that and share that with you. And then make sure you stick around for the sexy segment, our wealth management preservation segment at the end of the show. We're going to talk about not just time-driven uh, estate planning and wealth management. We're going to talk about event-driven uh, estate planning and wealth management. So, so stick around for those as time goes on. But this 
Uh, Mike, a good friend of mine, brought this up to me, article up to me last week, um, a Barron's article. It says it's time to rethink aging and retirement. AARP Jenkins, this is Joanne Jenkins, says, uh, in 2020, the world was turned upside down by COVID-19, but 2020 also marked another milestone that will change our world. Paul, you like these things, so this will be interesting to you. The number of people 65 and older outnumber children under five for the first time in history. And it's just the beginning. Wow. So people I gotta let that, and older. We got to let that sink in. The number of people in the country or the world? In the country, in the U.S. Okay, so the number of people, uh, just pure numbers, 65 and older, outnumber people from zero to five. In other words, the birth Correct. rate has gone down drastically. Well, that's part of it, and also people are living are living longer, longer yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. So it's a combination of the two, and it says over the last two decades, the number of people age sixty-five, over the next two decades, sixty-five and older will ne- nearly double to more than seventy-two million, or one in five Americans, and most sixty-five-year-olds today will live into their nineties. Some researchers believe that the first person who will live to one hundred fifty is already alive today. I remember a couple of years ago, Paul, we were talking about this. We thought it must have been about four or five years ago. We thought it was crazy because they were saying that the first person who's going to live to 120 is already alive. And now they're saying the first one that lives to 150 is going to be alive. This hits home. This next statistic kind of hits home because we've got granddaughters that are 9 and 11. It says, think of it another way. Picture a 10-year-old child. That 10-year-old today has a 50% chance of living to 104. Wow. Golly. That's insane. <laughs> Who is this famous actor from St. Elsewhere? He played an old doctor in the 80s show St. Elsewhere. He just passed away. Belling was talking about him, Jeff. He was 106 years old. Yeah. So we're living longer. But if you talk about a baby born today, so a baby born today could live, could live to be 150. Yeah, what you brought up with that 106-year-old is pretty interesting because it goes on to say, it, it says if people are living that long, what kind of planning should you do not only to, to live that long but to thrive when you're 104 years old? One answer is that instead of saving for retirement, we should think of it in terms of saving for life. Uh, Marie is very good at this. She and our team, when we do the cash flow analysis, you know, clients kind of say, I'm not going to live to 100. So we're running it to 100, our cash flow analysis, to make sure you don't run out of money to age 100. Well, Marie's going to be doing that Social Security segment next after the break. Uh, Does this change everything, Marie? Now you're looking at retirement a little bit differently. Do we work longer? Do we save more? Yeah, it depends on the situation, but it's definitely going to change the realm of what retirement looks like for the younger generation for, I mean, exactly. especially living over age 100, that's almost more years not working if you keep the social, the norm for retirement. Think about that, what Marie working. just said, Jeff. You could be alive, not working, more years than, Longer. than yeah. you'd spent yeah. working and going to college and all of that. It's mind-boggling to think, now, are we going to be as healthy or are we just going to be sitting there, you know, in a wheelchair staring out the window, you know, talking well, I to wanna, yourself? I wanna, yeah, I want to, well, that could be you, like, now. Also, I, <laughs> it sort of I'm is. Just, yeah. So I, so I don't want to dismiss that. That could be the, a possibility. But 
one thing, and this uh, you'll, it will hit home to you probably more, Paul. We talked about this a couple of years ago. The first step is to create a new mindset around aging. There was a, a, a psychologist that wrote the book Mindset, Carol Dweck, New Psychology of Success. Back when we were, when I was just starting a business, really, there were things like power of positive thinking, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This is another, uh, I think, this generation's um, Norman Vincent Peale and Napoleon Hill. This Carol Dweck, she talks about the new psychology of success where people are embracing age as a period of continued growth. And just in, instead of just sitting out and looking out, staring outside, you think of this as an opportunity to continue to grow. You know you're going to live that long. The odds are that you're going to live that long. So instead of packing in there early, you embrace continued growth. Instead of just seeing dependent retirees, we're beginning to see a new type of experience, accomplished workforce. Uh, instead of seeing its expensive costs, we're witnessing exploding consumer markets. Many people are rethinking ways to approach their longer, healthier lives. One of the things that they do fear most is that they're going to run out of money. So you can think positively about your life cycle and about the things that you can do in life, but you have to have money to support those things. Well, and Jeff, I'm no medical expert, but a lot of this is going to go to, you know, you might be on prescriptions, you might. You might be healthy, obviously, but there's reasons that we are going to be living longer, and a lot of them might have to do with medical advances and, and so forth. Yes. A lot of it is mindset, though, Paul. Uh, you can see people that are in their 70s, 80s, and 90s bouncing around and having fun. You, What you said, some of it is medical. Some of it you can't be like that. But some of it is a mindset. My mother was funny about it because when she was 50, she, she would start saying, yeah, I got one foot in the grave and the other foot in a banana peel. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was my mom. So. <laughs> she wasn't necessarily a negative person, but, you know, that's, it's, it's kind of a mindset that you anticipate that bad things are going to happen. Well, and Jeff, and not that old, but when I was a kid growing up in the 70s, I was born in 66. I remember thinking 55, 60, that's old. That's grandpa old. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to yeah. turn 55 in about three weeks. And it doesn't seem old. 55 to me doesn't seem That's old. That's right. And I and think... Once you hit those... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. So once you hit these certain milestones, I mean, 30 seemed old until you hit 30. 50 seemed old until you hit 50. You know, 70, I'm sure, is going to seem old until I hit that. So, yeah. And all of us. I'm um, curious, what's you, like, what's old to you to now? Like, what age seems old? I, I, I'm going to throw out 80. Jeff? Okay. Yeah, even then, I see people, I am golfing with people sometimes in their 80s that are energetic, so I'm a little bit beyond that. Okay, now, before we break, let's turn to the youngest person on the show. That's you, Marie. What's old to you? I I can't say on air. 30? Uh, no. <laughs> Those darn millennials and they're they're getting up there. You know, when my wife my wife is getting ARP stuff in the mail because she turned fifty last fall. Oh. oh, do I give her grief? I take a picture with and I text her it. Hey, ARP girl, you got some more mail. <laughs> I love it. They well, just keep in mind that the the old model for saving and retirement was the old three legged stool with Social Security, individual savings, and pro- employer provided pensions. Well, the pensions are for the most part gone. Uh, um, so, or, in certain circumstances, you still have those. Those are lucky. 
mostly public pensions, uh, private pensions has gone away, but you have to make sure that if, um, if most of us have grown up with freedom from, you know, we want the freedom from work and a freedom to work. You want to have the ability to decide whether you want to work or not and what, how long you want to work, how energetic you are, and that growth mindset too. If a baby born today could live to be 150, how old is that baby going to work till? Is it going to be 62, 65? It might be 75, I would Marie. say probably 70 to 75 that they're working until. That, that changes the landscape of everything. Yeah, of employment, really of retirement. I, I would agree. Uh, part of that three-legged stool, Jeff, I think is Social Security, right? Nope. <laughs> what? Jefferson, I, I said part of that three-legged stool is Social Security, correct? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just lost you. You just uh, I get cut out. But no, yes, that is part. Of that was a tease for the next segment. Yeah. So thank you, Paul. So yeah. So Marie will be back with a discussion on Social Security. How's that? I that is done? perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> I was setting the stage for the next segment. Marie McFarland is going to talk about Social Security, and uh, also if you want to talk about that, you know, your retirement plan. Obviously, Social Security. It's a part of it, Marie, but it, it shouldn't be the it. only. It should not be, unless you just don't want a lot to spend in retirement. Oh, man. It should not be the only thing you have for retirement. That would not do it for no. me. Uh, so uh, that's coming up. Also, we have the sexy segment. It's about wealth management and preservation with locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, and in Racine. Jeff Kowal, your host of the show every week here on WISN and WIBA, you're tuning into the Retirement Clinic. Marie McFarland will be with us when we come back doing that social security segment. And we've got phone lines and the text line open. It's the Accident Mortgage Line, 799-1130. If you've got questions on the retirement clinic, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Whether you work alone or employ others, implementing a retirement plan will help you build wealth for the future while focusing on your business today. A retirement plan is good for small businesses on many levels. It has benefits for you, your employees, and your business. Retirement plans offer a jump start to saving for retirement, tax deferred growth, potential tax breaks for the business, and it's a great way for your business to attract and retain employees. There are several retirement plan options for small businesses to consider. A simplified employee pension plan, known as a SEP IRA, offers a straightforward way to contribute without numerous administrative costs. If your company is fairly small and will likely stay that way, this may be a good option for you. The, the SEP plan is available to businesses with any number of employees, including self-employed. Another option is the individual or solo 401k. If you are self-employed and want to generate as much retirement savings as possible in a short period of time, or if you can afford to contribute more of your income, this may be a good option for you. Small business owners should also consider a simple IRA plan. It offers some of the simplicity that a SEP IRA does while allowing both employers and employees to contribute funds. The simple IRA is also relatively inexpensive to start and manage. Implementing a retirement plan for your business may seem like a daunting task, but the benefits are well worth it. If you need assistance starting a retirement plan or reviewing the plan you've got for your business, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 
or visit us at thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. We are back with the Retirement Clinic. Thanks for joining us. It is a balmy Saturday morning. Marie McFarland is here. Jeff Kowal, your host on the program. Right now in Milwaukee, we're pushing 80, 79 degrees. And do you guys want the forecast? Do you care? Marie? Are you- I care. I can know muggy. Smuggy. Very, <laughs> very. And you just came get. in from outside. <laughs> when I came in this morning, it was nice, low 60s. We're going to hit 88 today. Very wow. warm, sunny, and wonderful. humid. Yeah, Jeff, this is your this is your weather. Not wonderful I for my it. hair, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> what are, women and humid. <laughs> it, it, my wife talks about the same thing, humid weather and her hair. Not <laughs> a good combo. <laughs> the 80s, yeah. Yeah, the, the big hair, right? Partly cloudy tonight. Showers and thunderstorms are possible. Uh, ending early, though, low 68. Tomorrow, not as hot. Partly sunny. 75. Monday, high 77. Tuesday, 80. Wednesday, 76. Thursday, 67. Well, Memorial Day weekend, next weekend. These are summer-like temperatures. Marie McFarland and Social Security is our next topic. Yeah, it's a thrilling topic. It really is, actually. I am pretty excited to go about it. So I uh, recently met with John, one of our faithful listeners who listens to the show every Saturday, and he had questions about Social Security. And so I was like, this is a great opportunity to go through Social Security basics. Um, We have Carol Richson on this show often, who goes through more complex Social Security topics. Um, But I thought it would be a good time to go through, like, again, how is I would say the I would say the top six basic things about Social Security. A lot of the information I found from this article, it's titled 12 Things You Must Know About Claiming and Maximizing Your Social Security Benefits, and it's on Kiplinger. Um, I took most of the information from there, but at the same time, I did go to the Social Security website and grabbed a lot from there as well. So I'll probably go through probably maybe four to six topics on it. Um, the first one I wanted to start with is your FRA. We use FRA acronym all the time without even blinking an eye, and I assume most people know what FRA means, but I found out recently that that's not true. So FRA, full retirement age for your Social Security benefits, and that means different ages for different people. Um, What's the earliest I can start to collect at? You can collect at 62. Okay. Um, but your full retirement age is based on when you were born. So if you were born between 1943 and 1954, your FRA is age 66. If you were born between 1955 and 1959, it's a little more complex. It gradually climbs from 66 to age 67. So it could be 66 in two months or 66 in six months. Um, Again, it depends on when you were born, those years you were born. If you were born after 1960, very simple, full retirement age, 67. If you're born after 60? Yes, but 1960 and on. Okay. So the year of 1960. That, that's me. <laughs> so 67. And you. Yeah. And not Jeff. <laughs> He's uh-huh. one of the lucky few. <laughs> and also, okay, so I can lucky. start taking at 62. The longer I wait or hold off, the higher my payments. Correct. Right? So full retirement age, what that means is that's your, um, that's like the, the uh, maximum 
not the maximum amount because if you push off till 70, you get a bigger benefit, but that's your full retirement age benefit. So it's actually called the primary insurance amount, PIA. So that's another acronym that we use. Um, and I wanted to go back. How is it earned? A lot of people don't know this. Um, you just think I pay into Social Security and someday I'm going to get Social Security back. So it's earned through credits. Um, and a credit's based on um, work and what you pay in. Now, you can earn, um, or I should say, to qualify for Social Security, you need 40 credits throughout your career. So you have to earn 40 credits. And it doesn't mean that if you earn 60 credits, you get more. It's not that. It's just a qualification. Did you earn enough credits to receive Social Security or did you not? Um, And I think the most important thing to keep track of are the credits, especially if you're um, taking care of the homestead. If you don't get paid for your job, but you've entered and left the workforce multiple times, really keeping track of that credits can affect your retirement. Um, And you want to make sure you have the full amount of credits before you retire, assuming, you know, you're um, assuming you're getting Social Security. You can earn up up to four credits a year. And so essentially, if you work full time, it would take 10 years for you to qualify for Social Security. I did run into this um, recently, actually, where um, a woman who had worked in the workforce, I think it was four years and then started to stay home and took care of the homestead for many, many years, and then went back into the workforce, I think, for a year or two. Um, but she was under the assumption, and now retired, so come, you know, fast forward to retirement, never thinking about Social Security, never you know, know, looking at her estimates or anything like that. And we were looking at retirement, and unfortunately, she didn't qualify for Social Security benefits. No. Yeah. If she would have worked you know, a little over a year now- more... Now, Marie, there's a way to check it. And Jeff, you can chime in here, too, because I don't want to screw up and give out the wrong website, as Carol Richardson often says people do. Yes. SSA.gov. Gov. Right? Yes. SSA.gov. You, you can go in and uh, and check your status. Yep. You can see past earnings. You can see your estimates for um, full retirement age. And 70. this goes back to, like, for me... Whenever I started, I think 16, 15, my first job, you can see annually what you made. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Oh, my goodness. My first year was $3,500. <laughs> Wait, 30 or three? Three. 3000 <laughs> But I was- like a big uh, career for me. <laughs> Did that it was go, a career high. <laughs> Maria, has it gone up since? Yes, thankfully. Okay, good. It is interesting to go on. And Jeff, we used to get those in the mail. They didn't altogether stop that, did they? No, they haven't. And you can, they, they're talking about- starting them up again. But just a little story about my dad and how important what Marie is mentioning. Uh, my dad worked for the federal government. So when he retired, he was short. He didn't contribute to the social security system. So when he retired, he had like a huge pension of like $430 a month from the federal government from the pension. But he was a year short on his social qualified for the credits for social security. So I had him on my payroll so you could qualify for like $225 a month of Social Security oh. benefit, the, the basic, the very minimum. So, like, you know, if you have an opportunity to go back and earn the credits for each quarter, you can go back and earn those credits. But like Marie said, you have to have those 40 quarters of credit. Um, and if not, you know, pay attention to that. And what you were saying, Paul, and what Marie said, go online, ssa.gov, 
and see whether you qualified for it, have enough credits. Yep. Yeah, and I know you've got more, Marie. I didn't want to interrupt, but I know this is all part of what you do at the Coal Investment Group when you talk about a cash flow analysis. Okay, you want to retire. Let's let's actually put a pencil to paper and see what how much is coming through monthly. Exactly, and and Social Security is a big portion of it um, of what your retirement looks like, and of course, it's something that we've worked hard to earn and so we want to know what that number looks like what's the estimate for when we do retire i always thought this was interesting um never have i thought of how it's calculated and so i wanted to share um the general view it's more complex of course but from the actual social security website it says they calculate your average index monthly earnings during 35 years you earn the most so during the 35 years you earn the most in your career then they use a formula, which is applied to your primary insurance amount, so the PIA I had mentioned before, and that's what you would receive at full retirement age. Um, so it's, again, a little more complex than that, but just based on general overview of 35 years of your highest earning years. And we are, when we do our retirement plans, you guys always factor in social security, right? Correct. I know you hear the naysayers. Oh, I heard it's not going to be around when I get to retirement. Uh, And Jeff, in your opinion, you plan accordingly that it will be around. Yeah, I think it's foolish to to suggest that it won't be around. Now, it may be around in a different form. Uh, the, the, the most credible plans of saving Social Security call for decrease, decreases in the increases for those that the federal government deems are not are making too much money. So, um, you know, if you, wait, if you, we got to say that again. Decreases to the increases. So I know Alan Greenspan said, as an example, if the cost of living was three percent for the last decade. Uh, those who make who have over a certain amount of assets or make a certain amount of income might get a one and a half percent increase instead of a three percent increase. So decrease the increases for those the government determines uh, don't need as much income. Okay, but Marie, we're we're planning on it, and you yep. plan on so it. So we with, do plan with your on clients, it. correct? And I think um, Jeff kind of led into the next topic I wanted to go was uh, the cost of living increase that Social Security does receive, and um, one unique thing that I don't think a lot of people know is that it does start the year you become 62. And it's true, you receive the cost of living increase, the COLA, even if you aren't, like, even if you haven't filed for Social Security yet, it'll start increasing at age 62. And then until full retirement age, if you start your benefit, then you'll still get the COLA increase. Um, so another it's acronym: cost of living, living adjustment. Yeah. Adjustment. <laughs> COLA. COLA. You've got the FRA full retirement yeah, age, not the drinking COLA, but the yeah, the, other yeah, the more important one. Um, and I wanted to share that the adjusted yearly. It's adjusted yearly to reflect the increase, if any. So there have been years where there it has been zero. And it's based on the measurement of the consumer price index. Um, I did a quick calculation the last 20 years um, for until 2020. It's been about 2%. Um, and I would say someone had asked, is it the rate of inflation? And I think that's a controversial topic because you know, it depends on how you calculate inflation. But essentially, the consumer price index is what you would 
use to calculate the COLA for Social Security. Um, I did realize that Kiplinger letter, so they're forecasting that the annual cost of living adjustment for Social Security for 2022 could be as high as 4.5%. That would be the biggest jump since 2008. Um, So that could be good news for people. Now, the other thing I wanted to go through is collection. So if you start your uh, Social Security benefits at age 62, It could be a reduction of as much as 30% depending on your full retirement age. Um, And Jeff can pipe into this too. But if you, it it doesn't, it's not black and white when you should take Social Security at what age. It really depends on what you're trying to achieve, longevity in life, um, you know, what we think. We don't have the crystal ball. Am I going to be live until age 150 i don't know but you know so we don't know you might jeff and i aren't going to make it that long (laughs) i hope i don't but um and so it's not black and white we really have to go through the planning process what other assets do you have do we have a pension coming in which you know jeff had mentioned before those are a thing of the past but still they're common for individuals retiring now um and we also need to look at um you know, what benefits does your spouse have? Are there opportunities that we can be strategic in regards to the spousal benefit? So I can't give a black and white yeah. answer on when to I, collect. And I would agree with that too. There are, a lot of it has to do, each case is different. It depends on uh, life expectancy, uh, you know, because there's a break-even point for taking it earlier or delaying it. Uh, do you have to take money from existing accounts? If you have to st- start tapping into existing accounts, savings accounts, and retirement accounts to support your standard of living, you know, you can pass on assets that you have, but you can't pass on Social Security to your kids or other heirs. So it doesn't make sense to take Social Security instead of tapping into your retirement plans. And the other thing is if you're still working, uh, would there be a a reduction in Social Security? Now you get it back, I know that, but would there be a reduction in Social Security because you're making too much income? So those are the types of things to consider as to to when you take Social Security. Yeah, that was a good segment, Marie. Any kind of PS or things that we need to think about? The bottom line, as you said, too, it's not so black and white, and every case is different because of how long we work and what our retirement savings is it currently at? Correct. And what else do we have pensions coming in? And then again, are you married, not married? That makes it look different too. So it's not black and white like you said yeah. before. <laughs> it, no, there's a lot of gray area yes. in there. Um, just like life, right? Yes. That's so what makes it fun. S- sit down with a planner yes. like like you and, and do that, you know, that analysis. Where are we at? All good information from Marie McFarland. It is the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. You can reach out several ways. TheKowalWay.com. Great website. Check it out. It's also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll see all those connections. Go to TheKowalWay.com or call 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. The Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal, your host, and Marie McFarland on WISM Milwaukee and WIBA Madison. We'll be right back. The sexy segment. We are back. Thanks for joining us. Every week we do this on the Retirement Clinic right about this time. It's about wealth management and preservation. We have your host, Jeff Kowal, along with Marie McFarland from the Kowal Investment Groups. And, uh, group, I should say, singular. 
Jeff, we have uh, an interesting topic today that's event-driven. Yes. Um, a lot of times people will say, when, when should I review our wills and trusts? But by way of background, this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And a lot of times people will think, well, I don't have a million dollars. But if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, if you uh, have other assets, other investments, if you own a business, if you own a home, it could be $2 million, $5 million, $20 million or more. This segment is for you. How, once you've accumulated that amount of money, how do you preserve it? What's a, and then pass it on to your heirs. Glenn Ruffinock is a, a writer for the Wall Street Journal, and I, I've been reading his stuff for years. This is still pretty good. So says, how often do you recommend we should review or consider revising our estate plan? So he starts with every three to five years. Okay, that's kind of a, a good rule of thumb. But, you know, it makes sense. It's not just a time. Yes, if you haven't looked at your wills and trusts for five years, by all means, take a look at it. But there are events that go on in life, and especially now we're seeing this at a more rapid rate. Uh, birth of kids or grandkids, um, sudden wealth. If somebody retires, um, if there's a death in the family, which we've, again, there's a, there's a potential for an inheritance. Sudden wealth, that's a reason to revise your plan, a reason to talk to your parents about have they reviewed theirs, um, selling a business. Uh, Aaron uh, Kowal always talks about in his boss minute. Uh, a divorce, not a, a way that we like to talk about getting sudden wealth, but it does happen. If you're the spouse that has not um, always handled money, and now you're put in a position where you have to, what do you do? Um, another one is a lawsuit settlement. Um, uh, do, you, do, do you come into sudden wealth there that you don't know how to handle it? Um, downsizing your home, especially in this hot market. Uh, you talk about with redefined realty. We talk about it repeatedly. You know, people are selling their home in a minute for over what they thought they would get for it. Sometimes, so what do you do with sometimes thirty, forty thousand over, Jeff. So they're yep. selling just to sell, you know, and then renting a place because you're getting this optimum price. You know what? When you started sudden wealth and you said people come into sudden wealth, the only thing that I thought of was the lottery. It came to my mind. And you didn't mention the lottery. You just rattled off six or seven ways to obtain sudden wealth. Yeah. Well, I was coming to two more. Two more were Bitcoin and lottery. We're not going to talk about Bitcoin, but let's talk about the lottery. And you hear of countless stories of lottery winners who go broke. They always seem to go broke. I don't get that. I don't understand the professional athletes, too, that make at at a minimum, you know, two, three, four million a year. And that's low in Major League Baseball, football and basketball. And then they lose it all. But they, you know, the the key part of that, and you bring up an excellent point, because there are people that are at the peak of their career now, whether you're a surgeon or whether you're a professional athlete, that think that it's going to continue forever. It might, but it might not. Your career may be two or three years, or it could be 20 years. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So you have to make sure that while you're making the big bucks, you plan for it. Family and friends are the biggest threats to sudden wealth. I thought that was pretty interesting. Wait, wait. Family the- and what? Friends? <laughs> Family and friends are the biggest threats to sudden wealth. It's not a good thing. That does not <laughs> so, like taking advantage of it, you mean? 
Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I would like, imagine if you won the lottery, people would come out of the one. Oh, you're going to hear from every friend from high school that you haven't. What about Aaron Rodgers? He does not talk to his mom and dad still. He doesn't communicate with his parents. Oh. Yeah, that's that's an odd situation, too. But you find that, you know, you would think that they would find a way to make amends. But, you know, a lot of money will tend to do it. If you win a lottery, parents, kids, a lot of people will come back to you and say, oh, I was just kidding. Really, it wasn't, I didn't mean to be mean to you. But these are the types of things that you have to pay attention to. Kids are getting married, kids turning 18, charitable intent. Those are types of things. And one that we see more and more of, sadly, is uh, signs of uh, dementia or, or cognitive decline. That those are types of things. Those are reasons for you to go in and redo uh, your estate plan, your wills and trusts, if you're selling a business. Um, again, uh, estate law changes, uh, tax are changing. The new SECURE Act, this is just, you say, well, I, don't, I just did it a couple of years ago. The SECURE Act came in a year and a half ago. Um, it modifies a number of rules that govern, govern retirement accounts and distributions from retirement accounts. I think it's a time to at least consider redoing your wills and trusts. So the biggest thing is that you're at a point where once you've accumulated some wealth, and that's what this segment is all about, once you've accumulated some wealth or once you get wealth suddenly, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, make sure it lasts beyond age 100 like we talked about earlier, and then pass it on to your heirs. So that's the, what this segment is about, and that's what, you know, why it makes sense to update your wills and trusts. Yeah, you talk about updating wills and trusts just to make sure, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that. Jeff and Marie, we hear this all the time, of sound mind and body, right? You got to have your, your wits about you when you come up with this stuff, but then it needs to, to be maintained. And uh, it's kind of sad when you think about family members taking advantage of yeah. sudden Yeah, and wealth. I think one area I thought of when Jeff was going through is also um, second marriages. So the blended families, um, that's really important because yep. if you, you know, if you're not here, you want to make sure your assets go where you want them to go, whether, you know, if it's your second, third, fourth marriage, um, that's a really important one to make sure you update those. Uh, that is, and Jeff Marie makes a good point. Uh, divorce rate is about 50% in the country since covid in the state of Wisconsin, divorces went up 35%. Wow. Unintended beneficiaries. That's, that's a key point. You don't want the kids of the next spouse to be getting the wealth that you built a lot up over your lifetime. So you have to, and especially in blended families. Kids that you and never even they, knew it like a year ago, right? All right. of a sudden they inherit your money. Yes. All of a sudden you have those unintended beneficiaries. The, uh, the pandemic has kind of made estate planning a little bit easier to talk about. Um, you know, the, the, it's made us realize that we're all a little more vulnerable. Um, you know, people that we thought were perfectly healthy are getting knocked down by that uh, disease. And, you know, fortunately, it hasn't been as deadly. But the most vulnerable in our communities are the ones that were hit the most, the hardest with that. And it may be just a wake-up call that, um, that it's time to, to, to take, take a look at the elderly, take a look at yourself, take a look at your parents, and see, is it time to update our wills and trusts just to make sure everything is in order? Yeah, that's, that's good stuff, Jeff. A lot to think about. And you're right. Maybe now is the time to bring it up. As you said, there's, there's ways to break the ice with that conversation, right? Absolutely. I just did mine. Have you taken a look at yours lately?
Yep. Yeah, something along those lines. Talking to a friend of mine, you know, they just redid that. That maybe our family should take a look at it. Uh, good stuff, Marie McFarland, Jeff Kowal. We got to take a break, but we're going to come right back. Don't go anywhere. In the meantime, thekowalway.com tells you more about the Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and the Racine locations. We'll be right back. WISM Milwaukee and WIBA Madison. We are back on News Talk 1130 WISN, the Retirement Clinic, and of course, Jeff Kowal is your host every week. Today, Marie McFarland joined us. Some really good insight and information, Jeff, on Social Security. The stats you gave out were alarming at the beginning of the show, that more people in the 65-plus age group, number-wise, outnumber birth to age five for the first time ever. Is that what you said? That's that's right. For the first time wow. in two thousand, people over age sixty five, uh, more of those than under age five. But that's why we are retirement planning specialists. The things that we talked about today, with the demographics, with the estate planning, with the social security, that we talked about all these things are important aspects of retirement planning. Retirement planning is something that we do every day, all day, every day. It's not something we do some of the time that you have an interest in other things that we happen to do. Is, no, that's what we do all the time at the Coal Investment Group. We also send out a card in Lake Country, the Coal Investment Group, Will You Retire Well? So follow up on that. We have an offer for fiduciary to talk with our fiduciary financial advisors. So th- that's us. That's the Coal Investment Group, the Coal Way. Dot com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. You can also call 262-522-4040. I know we're out of time today. Marie McFarland, such a pleasure seeing yeah, you. Yeah, great seeing you. Uh, and thank- don't forget to check out our Twitter Facebook and LinkedIn. Oh, see, there's the social media, the younger remembering to remind us it's not just the website. Yes, it's the koalway.com. And then you're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And all of that is on your website. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on WISN and WIBA.